You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning and welcome into a Thursday edition of Inside the Locker Room. 205-342-9904 is the phone number if you'd like to jump in on the show with us this morning. The X accounts at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1. The email address for the show is wimpbarry at yahoo.com. Download the Tide 100.9 app to your smartphone and you can take us with you anywhere you go on that app. You can also... Uh, send us a message, so we can send us a message throughout the show, and we'll be happy to read those on the air. Before we get started, though, we want to thank Yellowwood. Of all the colors, yellow is the most important, at least when it comes to building outdoors. No matter what your project is this season, pier, deck, fence, pergola, be sure to head to your local Yellowwood dealer for Yellowwood brand. Pressure treated pine. Yellowwood offers the best protection against rot. Fungal decay and termite attack, so it's no wonder Yellowwood is the brand of choice for building outdoors. If you're going to build, build it right. Head down to your local dealer. Go to yellowwood.com to find that. And always remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. Good morning, Dad. How are you this morning? Okay, you hanging in there after your game? Yeah, I just... uh, uh, I don't want to say too much, uh, but uh, this frustration, the game, you know, by by AHSAA rules, the game should have been played on Saturday, uh, and it wasn't, and you put, uh, we played over there, it's unsafe, you couldn't even stand up on the court over there, but people that don't understand athletics, and I'm not talking about Northridge people, uh, you know, they make athletic decisions that they don't understand. I tried to explain to them, but uh, they don't listen. And uh, so we give them credit uh, for for a good game. Uh, and they, play, they played harder than we did. But uh, just frustrating that we decided not to follow the rules in certain situations here. And it would be like Alabama had to turn around and had to play a game on the road tonight somewhere after an emotional <laughs> game like that. Uh, so... Whatever, but uh, we'll bounce back and play again tomorrow. And I know it was a uh, – were you in the arena last night over at Kobe? I was. The arena uh, was full. I got a late-arriving ri- crowd, but uh, trying to give Alabama a lot of get-up-and-go. A heck of a game. Last night, uh, Alabama decided to start three guards. And uh, they started three guards, and they scored 50 – I think it was uh, 53 points of the, of the 79. If you, if you, uh, if you add – Nelson and make him a outside guy. Uh, he had, he got fourteen more, so they got it all. Uh, John Broom uh, kept uh, Auburn in the game in the big, very beginning. Made the three to start with. Auburn didn't make many threes. Alabama out out freed him. Uh, I think it was uh, six, which is eighteen points. And um, uh, Griffith Griffin uh, just bombed it. Uh, they kind of got off of him. Helped on other people. And he uh, he drilled about four threes and uh, starting to hit a big win for for Alabama. A very close game. A couple of free throws difference, and of course it was just a couple of three points difference uh, as they went down the line to shoot the free throws. So 
A good win for Alabama. Everybody in the league is lost now. Uh, Arkansas continues to tumble. Uh, got beat pretty badly at Ole Miss. All the home teams, everybody play, has played for this so far, except Tennessee and Vanderbilt. And all the home teams last night uh, uh, won, which was, uh, of course, not unusual. I keep up with that, that pretty close. And uh, certainly uh, uh, Auburn winning, uh, losing a 75-79. Uh, but uh, it was a it was a close basketball game. It played hard. The turnovers were about 14 to 11. Auburn turned it over a little bit more. If Broom had played a little bit longer, and for whatever reason, he played 11 people. Um, that probably uh, been a little bit more of a help for for Auburn, but uh, not trying to coach your team. Georgia won the last shot, uh, 68-66 against the LSU team that's coming in to play Alabama on, on this Saturday. Uh, Florida at home beats Mississippi State 79-70. to And Arkansas, as I mentioned, got drilled 77-51. to So as I have... As I mentioned, uh, everybody now has a, a loss. Uh, five and one, I believe it is, leads the league. And um, we've got two teams that have not won at all, Missouri and Vanderbilt. And uh, we'll see what happens. It should be, a, I would say, a good chance of eight teams getting in the NCAA. I listen to some radio shows. They talk about basketball being greater now. You know, Alabama basketball uh, is the second win in this uh, program in the SEC. And uh, we've had good basketball for a long time, and they, and they played they played uh, well. Uh, Ryan Williams committed in uh, in football, which was, uh, I guess, a big deal to most people. Uh, had uh, had decommitted. Now he's back, and he was he was uh, was there last night for the game. Our Harbor has already been mentioned as going to the Chargers. Um, that's about. Alabama's had ten players transfer. Thus far, I'm sure I've missed some, and six of those have gone to SEC schools, A&M, I think Auburn, uh, Ole Miss, and Florida. Ohio State get to, got two off the good with Caleb and the quarterback. So those are some, some headlines outside of the basketball, and, and uh, we'll continue to, to go on and play coming this coming Saturday. And uh, if you have questions about the game last night, uh, feel free to, to give us a call. Yeah, I did get a chance. I went home and watched, watched the game. Um, just so I obviously did. We had the radio show. Uh, the environment in there was, uh, obviously it was, um, I was on TV, but it was uh, outstanding. Yeah. And then you can't create that environment every night where I think you can down in Auburn with the uh, the way the arena is built uh, with the students all the way around the court so you can create it. Um I'm going to nitpick here for a second. Uh, or do you play? Uh, Justin, I'm going to nitpick here for a minute. Um, prior to the game, they have who he did an outstanding job, so I'm not nitpicking on him. All right. They had Jalen Milrow. Now, they kept him for a long time, but they were going to keep him even during the game. The lights went out, obviously, and so I don't know how long that delay was 15 minutes or so. So they. Yeah, Continued to interview him, and he was outstanding. My only question is, does, and I'm asking you, Justin, uh, Matt, you obviously could chime in as well. Does football, I don't football not get enough publicity to where we got to be interviewing the football quarterback? Get that phone there. Football quarterback during 
the basketball game. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, come on, but we get footballed to death around here. And like I said, Jalen did a great job. Um, but uh, I'll ask you, Dad, should we have the Alabama quarterback being interviewed during the game of an Alabama basketball game? Should we have uh, I think we had, a, we had a situation, I, I think. I don't know when it was. I was at the game. I had a situation where we had bad light problems and really wasn't anything to talk about on the court. So I think because he was sitting behind uh, the guys who were doing the announcing, uh, that there needed to be something. No, they had him about. on prior to the lights going out. That was a plan. Oh, that I was a plan thing. Justin, your thoughts yeah. on it? That was a plan. That was a plan. That wasn't like that. we grabbed him because the lights went out. He was on oh, before the lights went out. I thought that's yeah. why it was. Yes, okay. I, th- I think it was only relevant because it was against Auburn, and they were. I mean, they started showing the highlights from the Iron Bowl that yeah. this past yeah. year. Yeah, no, maybe I'm. But they, they also had Nick Dunlap on. Yeah, they did have Nick. They kept Nick for about two minutes, and Nick did outstanding as well. So, anyway, th- those two young men uh, represent the Uni- University of Alabama in a first-class way. So, if you heard them, then you were like, wow. Well, I had Mike Nordholz with me who who uh, was interviewed some, and also I, I got to see Bobby Lee Hurt. He was there. and So, it was a good night for me. Mike's a great player at Alabama, and, and um, Bobby Lee certainly is. Uh, people have a lot of interest in Bobby Lee and what he does because he's sort of a character, but also a good player. So, a uh, big night for several things in Alabama. I guess if you want to talk about uh, football, uh, kid getting in, and also golf. With, I, I saw J.C. Well was there, visited, just spoke to him on the way out. So, anyway, if you have, if you have, uh, I'm sure you have an understanding of you know these six. All all home teams won last night uh, in tough games at Alabama and Auburn, and I think for the first ten minutes you had you had uh, you had Broom versus uh, the uh, Little Guard Ryan's uh, really played well. The kid from Texas shot the lights out of it, and uh, so yeah. Uh, we'll go on and see what happens. It's going to be some wins and losses. I have predicted that uh, that Alabama would go fourteen uh, four. Guessing for it, guessing. I'm sure I'm wrong, but that's kind of what I guess. Yeah, so. Joe had called me, called us last week, said wanted me to give the record between Tennessee and Auburn. What would happen? I said one and one, and it went just the way I thought it would go. Uh, also, you know, uh, everybody was breaking that news about Ryan Williams yesterday about four or five o'clock, but actually we broke it at about seven o five in the morning. Uh, but I know people like to. I didn't have the graphic and all that to throw out there, but. Uh, People jerking their pants up about breaking news at four or something. If you're listening inside the locker room, you knew two months you knew two months ago that Nick Saban was going to retire, and I told you Ryan Williams was going to uh, commit uh, yesterday. So, all right, we got a couple calls coming in. We'll take the break. We'll get to those guys. We want to thank Tuscaloosa Toyota. Go to TuscaloosaToyota.com. You're looking for the 2024s are here, baby. The Grand Highlander, the Tacoma trucks, the Camrys, the Ravs. Get out there. See Justin. See David DeSantis. They'll take great care of you. Look forward to we'll visit with Justin at the top of the hour. Also, you can schedule an appointment there right there at the website. You can look at everything on the website as far as what's on the lot. Go to TuscaloosaToyota.com. Justin Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. 
Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. Our accident in Cottondale is still there. This is on eastbound 2059 past Buttermilk Road. The backup, though, has gotten a lot better, so it does look like they have it out of the road after blocking the left lane there for a while. Meantime, if you're traveling along McFarland Boulevard from Coker, passing up Lurling, Wallace, U of A, and down to the I-20 interchange, no big problems waiting along the way there. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Thursday morning. There is a marginal one in five risk for strong to severe thunderstorms today. But ABC 3340 meteorologist Evan Chekbawa tells us the main issue will be gusty winds and training heavy rain across the area. A flash flood watch is in effect now through Saturday afternoon with another two to three inches of locally heavier amounts of rain possible. A flood warnings are in effect for area rivers. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather. It's free. Don Hartley Townsquare Media, Tuscaloosa. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. The flash flood watch remains in effect today and tonight cloudy with occasional rain maybe a few strong thunderstorms the high today 70 tonight's low 60 tomorrow cloudy a chance of rain mainly during the morning hours the high tomorrow at 68 i'm james Spann on the abc 3340 weather center on tide 100.9 it's 63 degrees in tuscaloosa the flagship station for alabama crimson tide football alabama touchdown only on tide 100.9 and streaming on the tide 100 100.9 app. Yellowwood pressure treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. If you want to build, build it last. Go to yellowwood.com to find a dealer closest to you. All right, to the Yellowwood hotline. Get Tom in. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Barry. Good morning, Coach. How are y'all this morning? All right. How are you, buddy? I'm good. Congratulations on uh, on the uh, Williams uh, prediction. That was good. And uh, you know, I told some, I told Philip uh, last night. I said, Philip, you know what? Not only he said tip of the hat to Barry for for finding out about Ryan Williams. I said, yeah, but here's the thing: tip of the hat to Barry uh, when he found out he he just Put it all out there for us uh, here, and uh, so tip of the hat for that part too. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I usually don't. You know, everybody loves to be first about something, but you know, I I felt like the people that told me were talking to the right people, and so uh, I felt pretty. Yeah, like we, we don't. That's exactly what. That's what I told Philip. I said, you know. He wouldn't have said that unless he trusted the four. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, that that was that was good. Thank you for it. But, yeah. Uh, well, no, I mean, it broke at four fifty. But if you listen inside the locker room, you actually knew it at seven oh. Oh yeah, yeah. We we had it first. We yeah, had it first. That's right. That's right. Um, you know, uh, coach, you brought up a while ago about Alabama being the second win in this program in SEC. And uh, how good it's been over the years. And, you know, I'm getting pissed off at some of these people 
that are younger than we are that have no mind of history. And they jump up here and, and act like Alabama started playing basketball five years ago. That's right. And and they go, the, the jackasses get up there and they say things like, the greatest recruiter ever. I go, oh, have you seen, do you remember any of the teams that we've had in that uh, facility over there? Uh, do you remember how many wins we had in the tournament? Why don't you quit being a stupid fool and start reading your history? And then I look up the other day, Coach, and I do y'all know Tony Barnhart? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I always used to have a lot of respect for him. I, I knew he was a Georgia fan. I don't care. Uh, that's fine if you're a fan of somebody. Just tell the truth, though, no matter who you're a fan of. And, uh, but, you know, he tried to revise history uh, between Coach Bryant and Coach uh, Saban like there was nothing in between. Do you realize, do people realize that Coach Stallings won 70 games in 10 years at Alabama with a national championship? He just totally disregarded that. And, and yeah. you know what? It's just on my last freaking nerve that people do things like that. Yeah. Well, you have that. You have I'm that. Sorry, uh, I apologize. You have that gap between those two coaches that uh, they want to make a big story in comparison because both of them stayed a long time. And, and, and then you have the gap of where, because of football being so good, out, that basketball's never been very good. I'm on a show at 9 o'clock today that, that uh, has that problem, and I'll straighten it out at 9 o'clock. <laughs> good. Yeah, and also I'd say this about Nick Saban's run here. It was amazing. But... The tradition of Alabama helped make all that happen. Uh, exactly. If he would have gone, I mean, he he was at Michigan State. He wasn't winning national championships. Now, he did win one at LSU, but that's been done before. So, you know, it was the perfect storm. You take him along with the passion here for Alabama football, along with everything that's happened in the past, and it was a perfect marriage. But it doesn't happen if Alabama's not Alabama. Now, I ain't saying Nick Saban couldn't have gone to Texas or maybe some of these big brands, but let's give the university a little bit of credit as well. It helped make it a perfect marriage, but it, but it, you needed both. Right, Tom? I agree 100% with that. That is right. That's what that's what irritates me about these people. Well, he's the best ever. No, wait a minute now. You, you need to know what you're talking about when you say things like that. When it comes to Alabama, and see, I've always contended this. I'm not saying it because it's you and your dad right here on the radio, but you know, people don't realize what it took to build the prominence of basketball uh, at Alabama like it is. You know, we enjoy some things because of the groundwork that was laid by uh, Coach Newton, Coach uh, Sanderson, and others in the past. And and you know, to disregard that, it's really caps me bad. Yeah. And uh, and really, when they demean Coach Stallings like he did nothing while he was at Alabama, oh my God, that makes me madder and I don't know what. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not being. Uh, I, I'm not being critical, Coach Saban. Obviously, the 17 years he put together here probably did make oh, yeah. him make him the best coach in college football history. But you had to have the tradition of Alabama to make all that possible. If you if he went to Duke, he wouldn't have done all this. So. That's exactly my point right there. He would never have done what he did in 17 years anywhere else except Alabama. 
No doubt. Thank you, Tom. All right, thank y'all. Bye. All right, back to Tom. I, I agree. Tom uh, is hot about that. Yellowwood Hotline, get Philip in. Good morning, Philip. Good morning, y'all. That was a big win last night. Very inside guys. We're tough to handle. Uh, uh, number 44 didn't get, um, he didn't get um, going crazy like Broome did, but Broome had a great game. Um, but let me tip my hat to Grant Nelson. And here's why. Grant Nelson is playing playing a lot playing an awful lot because Pringle and Waggy can't stay off the bench. And he's playing, he's doing an awful lot. And that, that kid was exhausted last night. So I want to tip my hat to Mr. Grant Nelson because without him, Alabama didn't win that game last night. Well, that 14, you know, gets 14 points, does a good job defensively and, and made, uh, made, made a key dunk or key basket in that game. But, uh, you give the three guards a lot of credit, and Grant goes. Uh, Nelson goes right along with them. If you, if you take the fourteen points that Grant scored uh, versus the the other points that uh, that uh, three kids scored, those four kids scored all the points but twenty six. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Grant's Grant's getting asked to do a lot, and he did a lot last night, and I just appreciate that effort he put well, in. Well, he, he makes good effort. He, Thus far, he's a little bit over underachieved, but he's he's uh, did a good job. Well, you know he has, but I sort of started looking at it in a different way, and the fact that he's asked to do so much when those other guys literally they can only play a few seconds apiece because they're getting fouled from, and um, and he's 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 out there on the court a lot, so yeah. I, I'm going to give him a lot of credit. Okay, and and I, I tell you what. Um, I will say this, but I think I can give him credit, and I think he uh, he is what he is. Uh, unless he improves his game here in the next month and a half, mm-hmm. I'm not blaming Alabama for this, so don't take it this way. He hurt his, he hurt his draft stock coming here uh, because now mm-hmm. he's showing playing against the higher level players. He's not nearly as effective as he was at wherever he came from, North Dakota State or South. No, he's, no, he's uh. He's a short six eleven. Yeah, so they they they're, they got to evaluate him against higher level players where they weren't sure when he was down there dominating. Can he do it? And so they would have drafted him on the own with the unknown. So I think coming here and not performing at a high level could possibly mm-hmm. hurt his draft stock, uh, Philip. Oh yeah, I agree with you, Barry, and and um, I also agree with you on your on what you call it nitpicking. Uh, I thought that was, you know, talking about the football and everything with Miller before the game. And he did a fine job. But sure. Joe, Joe Williams is almost, I almost can't listen to him. Matter of fact, I muted the volume. Who, who, uh, who did the uh, game last night? Uh, Joe Williams and the other guy, I can't remember his name. Yeah, they were fine. Uh, and, and it showed Nate Oates, which I thought was funny because he talked about like, Jay Williams was there for the Clemson game, and he said it was like being in a tennis match. Uh, Ooh, so that, and so yeah. when Nate Oates came to practice yesterday, he threw Jay Williams a tennis ball. Uh, so it showed him doing that. So they talked about that. And, yeah. and Jay was very complimentary of the crowd and, and uh, that he got to see it. But, yeah, I just, I mean, I don't know. They had well, the most important thing for basketball is you have to play against the people that you're not as excited to play against. You have to be ready to play on a on a consistent basis, and you play against the Auburns and Kentuckys, and you're a little bit more ready to play. And if you're able, to, as your with your team and with your staff and with your players, to be able to 
continue to do that, uh, and you're going to lose some on the road. That's just the way basketball is. But to win the ones you're supposed to win is is really important. Well, I'd like everybody to stay in touch with Todd 100.9. It's a great, great app, great listening, and y'all cover it all. I appreciate it. You going to give me some credit on breaking the Ryan Williams news, Philip? Barry, Barry, I absolutely am. Um, <laughs> when you said that yesterday, my jaw dropped, and um, I talked to Tom, and I said, um, Tom, you know, Barry's got my hopes up that something may happen. And, and, and Tom said, oh, yeah. He said, uh, absolutely. You know, we better be tuned in today because he knows something. And uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, then it, and then it fell our way. So, um well, That's I, I, I said, uh, and my dad and I both said this last, that I thought Ryan Williams was almost a must-get for Coach DeBoer. Uh, oh. They needed oh. some positive recruiting energy. So I now don't you, think anybody's a must-get, personally. But I well, not a, I mean, not that you're not going to. But in order to stop the bleeding of all the people mm. leaving – People saying, "Can this guy recruit now? Whether he can or he can't, will still the jury is still out." But but getting him gives people hope, and the it puts a positive spin on recruiting, uh, which is something that I think they needed with all the stuff that's been going on. So, yeah. oh, hey, we haven't talked about Freddie Roach being named assistant head coach. Yeah, what does that mean? That what is I that? I think that's kind of big. I mean, it's good for great for Freddie. Uh, yeah, for but uh, hopefully but, but, it gets, gets gets a little more money out of it. It's smart. It's smart, though. I think it's smart. Yeah, thank you, Philip. All right. Thank you. All right, uh, two men in a truck. We got thirteen thirty Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth move. Where it's local, out of town, out of state. Let the professionals handle it. They'll take great care of you and your stuff. Give them a call today. Two zero five two four seven five zero five zero. That's two men in a truck. Movers who care. Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Yellowwood Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. They're bringing you this 7 o'clock hour. Appreciate uh, Jimmy Rain and all his group there and all they do for us and they do for people really across uh, the world, but really across this country. I mean, they have up to 11 or 12 plants uh, now. And uh, when Dad started with them, they had one. So I think he kind of grew the business uh, there. So, all right, we're going to get right to the Yellowwood Hotline. He's the owner of TheBigSpur.com. Uh, recently married, has a podcast with uh, Mike Morgan. They do, uh, I don't know, I think it's every week, but uh, we always love having J.C. on. Good morning, J.C. How's everything? Hey, J.C., good morning. Good morning. It's been a pretty good week so far. Yeah. Uh, Alabama people are excited. The uh, recruiting news hit yesterday about Ryan Williams yeah. committing, and then uh, Alabama basketball plays in front of a sold-out crowd last night uh, with, a, with a great win. Let's talk football first. Um, you know, I, Dad was saying nobody's ever a must-get, but I thought with all the stuff going on with the transfer portal, 
the negativity maybe swirling around the program that the Ryan Williams thing was almost like a Julio Jones to coach DeBoer. Let's get, we need to get him and and get this thing, get the log jam uh, un, unlocked. Uh, just your thoughts about what happened there with uh, Alabama picking up, getting Ryan Williams to recommit. Yeah, he's a special player. Um, you know, probably can come in and play right away. Um, you know, you want to get guys like that. I mean, you mentioned Julio Jones. That was a massive get for Nick Saban back 17 years ago or so. And uh, when you're starting out of the place, I think the best thing you can do is land the guy everybody wants. Um, I saw Lou Holtz do that at South Carolina. He landed Derek Watson in 1999 over Tennessee. And um, Derek, of course, was really good, but got in trouble, got kicked off the team. But um, that was big for Lou, you know, coming in, getting back into recruiting, winning that battle uh, down the stretch for some anxious moments because, you know, fans embrace that that kind of recruiting win. Um, and Alabama certainly is no stranger to winning recruiting battles. But, you know, you see the portal situation – decommits, guys like that, you know, you, you want something to kind of hold on to. Uh, and, and a lot of recruiting coverage is about selling hope. I mean, I don't know if people get that or not, but it gives you hope. And uh, I think for Kalen DeBoer, you know, walking into the pressure cooker he's walking in, uh, that is a uh, big recruiting win because that's people are going to automatically question a guy from out of region that, you know, really kind of put a roster together at Washington, primarily using the portal of making evaluations and developing, you know, they're going to question, well, he's never recruited in the top five, blah, blah, blah. Can he land the big fish? Well, here, here's a really big fish for you. So I think it's absolutely huge for him. Um, you know, the, the wins are going to come and losses are going to come in the fall, but uh, you want the all season wins, all you can get when you're starting out of the place. And especially when you're replacing Nick Saban. So I think that's uh, that's a big one. Yep. That. Well, staff wise, he's brought in a, a lot of people from from Washington who uh, who know how to recruit, and he's got the personality, I think, of a guy who is who uh, really uh, relates to all the fans. The fans are going to still buy their tickets, regardless of what happens right now. Uh, the tickets are going to be sold. Alabama football is going to stay the way it is because they haven't played yet. But I think uh, I think he's done a good, really good job. I don't care whether he's from Washington or where he is of coming in and doing the best he could do. Uh, with his personality and with his staff to sort of get things off to a rolling start. Well, I'll give you I'll give you some examples. You know, in this league, you kind of think about it. You know, we we do tend to value that connection to the South. You know, oh, some guy some guy from out of region is going to come in here, and I don't know outsiders or whatever. And by and large, you know, SEC programs were you know hire coaches from the South. I mean, it's, it's kind of a given. But I'll give you two examples. I'll give you Urban Meyer had zero connections to anywhere. Came into Florida and set it on fire. You know, set set recruiting on fire basically. Uh, and then when Saban went to LSU, you know, he had spent his entire career either in the NFL or the Big Ten area of the MAC, and, uh, and didn't even have a staff with him, uh, which was probably a blessing in disguise because he went and got Will Muschamp and Kirby Smart and all those guys from Valdosta State. But he certainly had no problems coming in recruiting. So I think. I think at times that gets a little overblown, you know. Uh, if you can recruit, you can recruit. And uh, certainly I don't know that recruiting to Alabama is some ridiculous uh, feat, <laughs> especially with a kid like Williams. But, 
you know, I, I do think sometimes we, we tend to look and, you know, and especially recently in the state, cause you did have Brian Harson, and that was a different situation. They, Brian Harson's a different coach. He's not the same guy, uh, even though they're kind of from that same area out, out yonder or whatever. Uh, Harson and DeBoer are completely different animals. So well, there's personality involved uh, I, there too. Yeah, I, I think I think that, that that's that's a little bit of the fears you got. You know, thirty five percent of the state going screaming Harson, 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 and uh, and you know, and then you lose some players and you're like, oh my god! But uh, that Williams situation was absolutely huge. Uh, Jim Harbaugh took the job at the NFL yesterday. I, I was telling people. Uh, a couple of days ago, I thought that uh, he may be delaying it because once you get into the semester, JC, you open up the uh, transfer window for 30 days. But I mean, guys can't get admitted in schools once you're a couple of weeks into the semester. So I think that probably limits you on where you can go unless they're going to give them special exceptions of, uh, I don't know when Michigan started school. Do you think that factored into any of this stuff? Uh, because now I think it's harder for these Michigan guys to to hit the portal if they can't go and enrollments over at a lot of these universities. Do uh, you think he was ahead of the game there by doing that? I don't know. You know, I mean, one thing, I think Jim Harbaugh does things when Jim Harbaugh wants to. Uh, he did talk about being thorough. He did interview with the Falcons twice, I think. Um, but the Chargers were kind of, you know, once the Bears – Stupidly did not make a change. I think the Chargers were the team that they were kind of pointing to uh, as to where he'd go. Um, you know, and, and some schools too, Barry, have uh, mid-mester classes that yeah. start in March. Um, I, but but I do agree, it's it's a pain, and especially you know, admissions departments aren't the same at every school. Some schools, you know, they're uh, basically North Korea, and some schools they're. Basically, like you can give them a driver's license to sign up for a class, but uh, it just depends on where you're at. Um, and so, I do agree the, the time frame helps Michigan, but I think what's going to help Michigan more than that is they're probably just going to promote Sharon more, yeah. according to reports. And that guy was the coach for most of the season, anyway. Yeah, you know, for a good chunk of it. So, you know, he's beloved by his players, and so I, you know, will they have some attrition? Probably. Uh, I think the bigger impact will be moving forward on the recruiting trail. And then, you know, is more going to be able to keep the elite player development and evaluation that they've had at Michigan through time. Michigan's kind of a throwback. They, they, they took some portal guys, but most of that's just like guys that have been there for a while and they've built it, older dudes. So um, that's going to be the question moving forward, I think, with uh, that particular program. Yeah, yeah. Uh, LSU has one of their guys moved to Auburn, which was a little bit of a surprise. I can't tell uh, a little bit about the West that, that LSU is uh, bumfuzzled a little bit. They got their, you know, fired their defensive people and hired new people. Um, they were good offensive, of course. And uh, where does um, I, and I can't really tell about Auburn. I say both these things in comparison to Alabama. Uh, Auburn is, I think, a wait and see, uh, and maybe LSU maybe as well. I think LSU probably will be a lot better on defense. They hired a guy from Missouri, you know, yeah. and he's good. I mean, you saw what he did. Yeah, uh, he's good. They um, they made a smart move. I don't know if you guys remember, by twenty twenty one, Missouri had Steve Wilkes, who is a very 
very good defensive coordinator and coach at the NFL level. For some reason, he was there coaching their defense, and he just that just shows you sometimes pro coaches just can't do college, and they were god awful. Well, this guy they've kind of promoted from within. This guy was Skip Holtz's D coordinator at uh, Louisiana Tech, and he's an LSU grad. And I mean, he turned he turned that defense around quickly. But they were really good this year. Um, and so I think they'll be better coached. Not that not nothing against Matt House or you know anybody that they had on staff down there, but something needed to change. And Brian Kelly did a good job gutting it. Um, you know, as far as their personnel guy going to Auburn, it's probably just a situation where you know this guy. I mean, is it, probably more used to coaching or, or being a, a player development type of guy uh, in in an SEC environment. Um, not that LSU is not. But Brian Kelly probably does things a little bit different than Hugh Freeze. It's probably a comfort level thing. And, you know, if I were in that position, and I know a lot of guys that are, they're friends of mine, I would probably tend to think that Hugh is a little bit more uh, of an alpha type recruiter. Uh, he gets it, maybe a little more than Brian Kelly that's uh, been in two places that basically recruit themselves. Um, you know, perception is everything. I, I listen to other shows here and and I'm not I, he hires Womack. Uh he goes and hires the head coach at Buffalo and everybody was <laughs> talking about what home run hires they are that now he's able to go out and get head coaches. Uh I don't think those are that hard of hires. If you're making eight hundred thousand at South Alabama and I hadn't seen what the guy's making, but I come in and offer you $1.8 million. That's not a real hard decision, is it, J.C., if I'm going to get a million-dollar raise? Because I have a much better chance of getting a, a bigger head job from the University of Alabama than I do as an assistant and a coordinator than I do being the head coach at South Alabama or Buffalo. So although they may be good hires, I don't know that I'll be saying – uh, that what a great job that is to be able to go get head coaches like that when you basically can double their salary. Am I right about that? Yeah, yeah, and, and I think it's two different things. You know, Maurice Link was uh, he was making I think six eighty four Buffalo, which was pretty high for the MAC, but still not not, not really high. Um, or wait a minute, it's pretty high. Yeah, it's like third best in the MAC because South Carolina's special teams coordinator ended up getting the Buffalo job, and he's going to be making more up there. Uh, with Kane Walmack, I think it's a little bit different because I think, you know, South Alabama, and you guys live in Alabama, I mean, it, it's a it's, it's a good job because you're in the state, and I think people down there support it, but, you you know, you're, it's crowded at the group of five level. Troy, UAB, now Jacksonville State's in the mix. Um, you know, those programs aren't all – they're consistently good but not consistently great. And so I think, you know, if you're sitting there in South Alabama and you go 10 and 2 one year and you're a hot name, but maybe the right job doesn't open, and then you turn around and go 7 and 5, 7 and 5 is great because, you know, you're at South Alabama, but we all know fans and boosters and all, they have the attention span of my dog. You know, they don't remember the 10 and 2, they're pointing to the 7 and 5. And so I think Kane Womack made an excellent decision. You know, when he was at Indiana, it's kind of funny because, he and um, Kalen DeBoer both were coordinators at Indiana. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and that, that's kind of the, the background there. And I, I know his dad, Dave, uh, he was at Arkansas, coached for the Gamecocks under Spurrier and was a D.C. under Freeze uh, at Ole Miss for years. 
he's kind of an old uh, three man front John Thompson side, but but Kane Womack is a rising star in the business and he's a proven D coordinator. You know, you can go back and trace his career. Uh, and then they were really good on defense at USA this year. You know, holding you hold Oklahoma State to seven points at home. Uh, that's uh, that's saying something. Uh, so I think uh, I think they're kind of two different things. Um, I like the Womack hire. I don't know much about Linquist, but um, obviously he was good enough to be a head coach. And uh, you know we'll see how he does. But uh, I think that uh, so far so good with the staff. Yeah, I, um, I have found behind the scenes that the NCAA is trying to the new commissioner uh, trying to going to make it quite different for Division One, so to speak. Uh, I think uh, each player, I mean, each school is going to have to give thirty thousand dollars to the NCAA or to the whatever to to participate on the highest level per per athlete. something similar to that now with the, the Austin money. Uh, the Austin money is the, the money that they went to the Supreme Court about and got blasted down 9 nothing because it's essentially academic money. Um, and you got to maintain a certain grade point average or whatever. Uh, and so that's about four or 5000 a year. And so this seems something similar, but they're talking about putting it in a trust and some other stuff. I, I just don't see how that's going to limit what you can do with name, image, and likeness because that's a separate thing. I, I, I think that I think this is maybe a, uh, a something to maybe head off having to do revenue sharing rather than NIL, um, just because they can point to hey, we are paying everybody and all that. But uh, you're still going to have superstar players that you know command a certain amount of NIL money um, and thirty grand really ain't going to cut it. I I think it's good. I think. You know, putting thirty grand a year in a trust for a player and get out of school, and you know, if you don't make the NFL, you got a hundred and something thousand sitting there. I yeah. think that's great. Put them, get them started in life. I mean, I think that's a great deal for ninety-eight percent of the guys. But I don't think it's going to change the um, what we're seeing with the portal and NIL and all that. Uh, did you get a chance to watch the? Uh, I guess they called the Iron Bowl of basketball uh, last night. Uh, JC, did you see the, any of the Alabama yeah. game? What were your thoughts on that? Yeah, I watched yeah. a little bit of it. I thought um, Auburn did a good job coming back. But, uh, you know, I think the top four teams in the league are Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee, and Kentucky. And then I think the next, you know, 10, 9, 10 are kind of all the same. There's going to got to be some separation there. And then Vanderbilt. <laughs> Poor Vanderbilt, man. We said that in football, right? They were clearly at the bottom. Um and so, to, you know, anytime you got those big four playing each other, I think it's a great win. You know, I know Alabama people probably a little disappointed by the game at Tennessee. Auburn sitting there undefeated in the league, and you win, and that's uh, that's always special. You know, I think uh, I think that was a, a good one for Nate Oates. I, I think Alabama's record is probably not going to be as pretty as some other teams, but they are a dang good basketball team. I mean, they. They could be the best in the league. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see them play Kentucky because Kentucky doesn't play any defense. 
and uh, see how many points they score on those guys. So, you know, but that's uh, – I, I thought I was, I was impressed, and uh, I do think uh, that was a – that was a heavyweight fight last night. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and bring on your, brag on your Gamecocks for knocking off the Wildcats. Man, can you all believe that? I guess oh, I guess I they're not the worst team in the SEC. They're f- well, well, the worst team. They're, shoot, they're going to go to the tournament, JC. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. I think they're better. I, I think the one thing, Kentucky doesn't shoot great threes. Uh, you know, you, they shoot a lot of them, but they're – and certainly give guy give South Carolina. That's a heck of a win for South Carolina to do what they did. I don't think, no doubt about it. Yeah, they're a volume shooting team. I I tell you what, I think I think Lamont Paris done a good job this year coaching these guys. I think he's got a team that's just together. That they I never thought we'd see any teams defend well after Frank Martin left. You know, because he's kind of Mister Defense, but uh, they defend as well as any of Frank's teams did. It's an older group they put together through the portal. Um, they're, they play together. And this is interesting. Y'all are basketball coaches. So, so some basketball coaches, correct me if I'm wrong, they're like football coaches. Every time you have down a court, they're calling out plays, right? Yeah. And then some, like Bobby Knight, had what's called a motion offense, and it's based on concepts, and it's more free-flowing. Well, Am I correct in that? Yeah, you read the defense. Based on how the defense plays you, uh, you – when you come off a screen, if they try to slide the inside, you you fade. If they trail, you curl. So you you yeah. you read the defense, and that tells you the offense where to go, uh, basically. Well, yeah. So, this, so Lamont says like this offense they're running, and they share the ball pretty well. They're very patient, and meticulous. It's not he's not sitting there calling out plays. It's it's con- conceptual based, and to get young players and new players, I think to be that unselfish and find the open man and you're not sitting there regimentally doing it. And I'm not a basketball coach. Y'all tell me if I'm wrong. I think that says a lot about those players, you know, and their buy-in. And I think buy-in is directly related to coaching. So I think uh, it's been fun to watch. Actually, it looks like sport of basketball now when the game cuts play. So I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. No doubt. JC, tell everybody where they can find you and get all your great stuff. Uh, the Chief Sports app, download that. You have me and uh, Mike. Uh, we got this new podcast called Chin Music. That's if you love sports and music and leadership, what number of topics do that. We got an Auburn podcast on there. It's on uh, iTunes or it's on uh, the Google Play Store. And it's free, so check it out. Thank you, JC. Thanks, JC. Thanks, fellas. Y'all have a good one. All right, uh, JC. Right, we'll get to break here. Then we'll come back. We'll back up the phone lines, 205 342 9904, you listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the towns of Nissan Traffic Center. We are starting to pick up a little backup along southbound Lurling Wallace as you cross over the Hugh Thomas Bridge up to Jack Warner Parkway. Won't take very long for now, but we are seeing more volume hitting the roadway. 2059, if you're traveling from Foster's out to Cottondale, just minimal backups and no big problems to get in your way. A little rain moving through the area, though. That is never a good combination with morning drive traffic. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Coming up up. on The Game with Ryan Fowler. Coming up on the Thursday edition of The Game, we'll talk to Rodney Orr, TiderInsider.com. We're going to react to Ryan Williams recommitting to the University of Alabama. We're going to recap Alabama to Auburn. Aaron Torres will be a part of our show all starting at 2 o'clock here on The Game on Tide 100.9, 1230, WTBC, your home 
of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The longest-running sports program in Tuscaloosa. The Game with Ryan Fowler. Weekdays from 2 to 6 p.m. on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The flash flood watch remains in effect today and tonight. Cloudy with occasional rain, maybe a few strong thunderstorms. The high today, 70. Tonight's low, 60. Tomorrow, cloudy, a chance of rain, mainly during the morning hours. The high tomorrow at 68. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 63 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9. For more coverage of Alabama football, visit us at Tide100.9.com. Download the free Tide 100.9 app. The Crimson Tide will not be denied. We want to thank Yellowwood, pressure treated pine from Great Southern Wood. Always remember if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. In the second hour, we have some Nate Oates sound. We'll hear from that. We also check in with Justin up at Tuscaloosa Toyota to find out all the great deals they have going on up there. We want to thank Yellowwood, pressure treated pine from Great Southern. They make this 7 o'clock hour possible for you each and every day. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. You list the tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. You'll find road and utility crews, tow trucks, law enforcement, and first responders working along Alabama's roadway. We're making improvements and helping our communities stay connected. We're working hard to make sure you're safe on the road. Now we need your help to make sure we're safe too. Alabama's move over law requires you to move over a lane when you see flashing lights on the roadside. And if you can't safely move over, please slow down. Visit drivesafealabama.org. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Transportation, Alabama Broadcasters Association, and this state. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Eddie Garcia. News from the NFL where Jim Harbaugh has agreed to become the next head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. This off the heels of him leading the University of Michigan to a college football national title. Harbaugh reportedly gets a five-year deal. NBA News Doc Rivers has agreed to become the next head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks before he takes over. Milwaukee gets a 126-116 win over the Cavaliers. Bucks led by superstar Giannis Antetokounmpo's triple-double, 35 points, 18 rebounds, 10 assists. Cleveland's eight-game winning streak was snapped. Suns have won seven straight. Devin Booker led them with 46 points and a 132-109 win over the Mavericks in Dallas. Timberwolves topped the Wizards 118-107, while the Thunder outscored the Spurs 140-114. So Oklahoma City and Minnesota are still tied for the best record in the West at 31-13. Warriors over the Hawks, 134-110. Golden State back in action after two games were postponed following the death of an assistant coach. College basketball, number 8, Auburn loses to Alabama, 79-75. Number 10, Illinois falls to Northwestern, 96-91 in overtime. 
Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. Andrew Knifford, Allstate Insurance Agent. Andrew is my agent. Let him become yours. 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Norport. Been in the community since 2002. He and his family have made Tuscaloosa home. And you want your insurance guy to be right here because whenever you have a situation arise, uh, he's got the backing of the national company with Allstate, but knows exactly where to send you here locally. Uh, he'll do a great job for you. So let him run the numbers for you. 205-722-9201. Andrew Kniffer, Allstate Insurance. I right, get to the Andrew Kniffer hotline. We'll swing out to Skyland Boulevard, talk a little Tuscaloosa Toyota. Good morning, Justin. How are you? Hey, Justin. Good enjoyed seeing your dad last night. Yeah, it was good seeing you last night, and I'm uh, glad you got to meet my dad, and it was a pretty fun night. Yeah. Uh, before we get into the uh, Tuscaloosa Toyota, just talk about the atmosphere in there last night, uh, Justin. It's really wild, you know. I, I don't know how well what y'all said this morning. I ain't been able to tune in until now. But, Shame, um, on Shame, you know, on it, Shame on you. Shame on you. The electricity was wild, and the lights went out, so now I'm sure y'all had a conversation about that. But, you know, we started both halves off, you know, relatively slow if we wouldn't have done that it'd have been um it'd have been plug and go and 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 been a you know but i i thought the um i thought the atmosphere was was outstanding you know we can complain about our arena all you want to but it was loud when it needed to be and and um uh, it was a fun night. Do you play that's correct yeah it is according to who you play but if you have the seating arrangement like Auburn has, their students right. are into every game. So every time they play down there, it's a. I'm not saying this is loud as last night, but it's the atmosphere. So nah, I don't know that it's according to who you play. It no, is. It's according, it's, it's according to who you play. Okay. So when they play an SEC team down in Auburn, they have a, a pretty wild environment. Not like Alabama, but it's always a wild environment down there. Where here... It was last night, but not not always. All right, Justin. There were some people telling there were some people telling me last night. You know, it's hard to. I mean, when you only can seat half of well, a third of what Alabama, whatever that number is, I I don't know how much that arena holds. But but for the normal average fan that would like to go, I mean, seat the cost of the seat since it's not many people. That you know, a lot of Auburn fans were in the arena last night. The tickets to come to this game was cheaper than trying to get in their arena down there. So there's benefits and. And disadvantages to it, but obviously the way they got the stu- students seated and and such as that, it, it it is pretty nice down there. But there are probably some disadvantages too. Sure. All right, uh, let's let's talk about uh, what's going on with the guys at Tusk Toyota. Talk about the twenty twenty fours. You got the twenty twenty fours in. Uh, tell everybody what uh, what they'd be looking at when they come in there and look at those. Yeah, everything's twenty fours, and the great thing about Toyota, they've kicked everything off with great interest rates. Uh, so right now we got rates as low as in the threes on mostly everything. That's even including things like the Tundra and the Highlander and such as that. It's not just the Camry, the RAV4 and all that. Everything's got great incentives right now. And we're pricing everything. We've got a ton of forerunners that have tremendous. You can catch them online at TuscaloosaToyota.com. But 
just so many great things as Toyota tried to kick off the year strong coming out of Toyota Thon in December. You can catch all those uh, all those low prices right there on the website. You can also capture uh, a lot of special finances with great interest rates on a lot of the top-selling products. So everything's kicked off the new year. Everything's been great. Um, and you can find all of that right there at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Yep, that. Um, what what uh, what price range are generally speaking your 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 biggest uh, SUVs? Well, I mean, you know, right now it's it's crazy because the Grand Highlander, yeah, the Grand Highlander is kind of capturing the market, and we've been we've been selling those things like crazy. So a lot of people that's been looking at Sequoias. You know that in the sixty thousand dollar range, yeah, and and then also in in seventies, depending on which model it is, you know, and even somebody looking at a C in a van, you know that that's like, you know, the ladies sometimes like, man, I need a C in a van, but I just don't want a van. I don't want to be a van mom. Those people are buying these these Highlanders, these Grand Highlanders, like crazy. It's literally unbelievable how we're selling Grand Highlanders. That is the vehicle to look at right now. If you're considering a large SUV, you can buy that thing in the mid-40s all the way up to somewhere in the mid-50s, and it touches every single box that you're looking for in a large SUV. That would be called a soccer mom? Is that what you call somebody that drives a van, Justin? Oh, you know, it's funny. People will come in. I've talked to so many of them before, (laughs) and and my wife has one. I mean, we we have one. We've got kids, and it's the greatest thing ever because of the room and stuff. Yeah, you got the sliding sliding doors on both sides. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's great. And you can ride three rows of people, and you got plenty of room for cargo. But, you know, we'll have them them come in, and they will, like, be picture perfect for one. And they'll, like, tell you everything, and they'll be like, hey, that that is definitely the vehicle they need, but but they're like I, I just can't I, I can't do it I can't I can't do it. Those people are buying Grand Highlanders and people that really just don't want to spend the money of a Sequoia, Tahoe, or Yukon. They're they're buying the Grand Highlanders, and and I'm telling you, Barry, um, we that is the vehicle to see if you're looking for a large SUV. Yeah, I need to get down there and test drive one of those uh, for sure. All right, uh, the website, talk about the website. They can do it all right there. They can see everything. They can schedule a service. They can even look at your uh, used inventory lot there. Talk about uh, what a what a nice deal the website is for anybody who's listening. Yeah, so right now i got a guy looking at a used car. He can't find one anywhere. It's a Prius Prime. It's one of those plug-in vehicles that you never see that's all electric and so he's he's looking he's looking at that. We happen to have one. He's at, he's doing everything online. He saw the car online. He's 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 got all of his financing in order online. Basically, he's just lining up a time to come with me, and everything's done. So you can you can buy the car right there at at TuscaloosaToyota dot com. Um, one thing we didn't mention is is renting the car. We rent a ton of vehicles. Um, if you want to, one thing I I don't think I've ever said on here that you're trying to decide if you want a Grand Highlander or if you want a Sequoia, a Tundra, whatever the whatever the vehicle is. we got a rental department. You can rent it for, you know, three days a week or whatever just to make sure we got the rental department. You can look at all that right there online. You can do your service. You, everything that's capable of being done at Tuscaloosa Toyota can start right there online, and you can do it at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Well, Justin, we appreciate you guys being a great sponsor on Inside the Locker Room. I know uh, Dad enjoyed meeting your dad last night, and uh, we look forward to 
continuing the relationship with you guys, and we'll talk to you next week. Have a great, great weekend. Thanks, Jeff. Just appreciate it. Right. Hope you guys have a great day. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. All right, there's Justin uh, Troll at Tuscaloosa Toyota. Go to TuscaloosaToyota.com or swing by Skyland Boulevard, and you can uh, take a look at all the different vehicles they have. All right, we have no guests here for the eight, at 8.15. Uh, Justin, help me out here. Now, I saw that Gary Harris uh, was going to carry the Nick Dunlop press conference, so that's going to be at 9 o'clock. Is that correct? Yeah, it's going to be at 9, so we'll probably, if you just stay tuned right after this show, we'll, the intro of his, and it'll go right into that. Okay, uh, so that will, he will make his announcement about whether he is going to turn pro or will he return and play one more semester with the University of Alabama. Uh, when he was interviewing with Jason Williams last night, Jason Williams looked at him and said, you got to take the money. <laughs> you got to take the money. Uh, so, Dad, you want to speculate on what you think? No, I think you think Nick Dunlap is uh, is going to turn pro today. Maybe we'll, you want to speculate on what do you think? Well, he, I don't mind speculating. I just think that uh, the, the events that he has a chance to play in by going pro now, seven of them, uh, is worth a lot of money. And certainly uh, when you're hot, you're hot. And in golf, sometimes you get to where you're not, you're not. Uh, they forget you. So golf is a game where maybe Monday, Wednesday, and Friday you play pretty good. Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday you weren't quite as good. Uh, so I think I personally think that uh, he'll take the money and and, and go pro. Uh, I didn't I didn't ask Jay about it last night. I saw him, but I did him. But probably so. I don't. I have no idea. If I had to speculate, I'd speculate that he will will go pro now and not stay uh, at the university. Well, I think the reason is because what Coach Sewell said to us yesterday, if he doesn't, uh, they don't extend the window as far as him uh, yep. turning pro, and so he would miss all these miss these signature events. And these signature events, there's no cut, so he's qualified for those. So I don't know what the minimum you make. And even if you finish last, you're getting paid. I thought I heard Jay sure. say in those, you, you're going to make a million dollars, whether you're, <laughs> regardless of, I guess, adding them all together. I think, some of them, I think a couple of them are no cut. I think, yeah. So there's an opportunity. And they did that to kind of, you know, that's what live is. Live is no cut. So the certain tournaments, everybody's guaranteed to make money. It did not sound like to me uh, that, Live would even have a chance at this guy based on the things that J.C. Well said. Now, of course, now Live can get your attention, but uh, anyway, that was a pretty interesting conversation we had. Well, you don't make any outside money is is one of the problems. You know, DeChambeau and those groups, you don't you don't hear about them anymore. You don't see them on television the way you did. You're not a household commodity or household guy that you know that everybody is dying to watch play. And when you go to Lille, the the uh, you know the television packages have not gotten to where the point of, of the PGA. So I I, I would say he's, he's going to make a lot of money off off of the off of uh, the golf course. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. All right, we'll take the break here. We'd love to have your phone calls. We also have some sound uh, that Justin pulled for us uh, from Coach Oates last night, but we will. Uh, Talk to you as well. All right, maybe we have other people call in. I'm not being critical of Jalen Miller. I thought he was outstanding. I just don't know that we need to be talking. Fo football gets enough attention. 
you know, I, I was hoping that we could just talk hoops. Do you like them, Justin, giving away the trophy uh, at the basketball game? Uh, is that okay? I think it's fine, but the trophy's never really carried any weight to me. Like, yeah. Uh, we won the game, but we don't need the trophy. <laughs> yeah. Is, the tr- is that a silly thing? You won the state championship. Uh, I don't know. All right. Uh, of course, when Auburn wins it, it will be big. All right. You're listening to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. Maybe the wet roadways this morning have something to do with it, but our accident count has climbed up a bit. We're looking at accidents on eastbound McFarland at Rose Boulevard. That's in the Northport area. It does look like the vehicles are out of the roadway. No lanes blocked. Also, Highway 43 and Bart Brown in Samantha. Accident spot there, too. 2059, though, remains in good shape if you're traveling from Foster's out to Cottondale. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Flash flood watch remains in effect today and tonight. Cloudy with occasional rain, maybe a few strong thunderstorms. The high today, 70. Tonight's low, 60. Tomorrow, cloudy and chance of rain, mainly during the morning hours. The high tomorrow at 68. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 63 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. All right, uh... This weekend, Alabama will take on LSU. Uh, I think I thought I heard maybe it's already a sellout. And it's a 7 o'clock game on Saturday night, so I think that uh, will help. Uh, I think it'll be a great crowd in there. Do some energy coming off the Auburn game uh, there. So 7 o'clock, LSU, who's a decent team, but uh, I think that's a team that Alabama can handle. Then they go uh, to Georgia and then Mississippi State coming in. Then that return trip. Uh, to Auburn will be on February the 7th, uh, which will be at 6 o'clock down there. Uh, Dad, uh, last night, uh, it was kind of weird. I was watching it on TV. I was like, that don't look right. And uh, Auburn won the tip and hit a three on the first possession. Yeah. And then right. I think the officials realized maybe these lights ain't coming back on. So yeah. um, is that a – I guess it's for both teams, but you're so charged up to play – and then this happens. Uh, how would you, have you ever had something like that happen with you uh, in a game? No, I don't think so. I think both teams uh, waited to see if it was going to be a five minute deal or what it was, and uh, saw that it was going to be a lot longer than that. So they started loosening up and shooting on both ends. And uh, it's one of those things that um, the people that involved with the lights weren't sure exactly what the problem was, and so it took a little bit longer, uh, quite a bit, quite a bit longer for it to get it going. You don't really like to do that because you're hyped up and ready to go. But it was the same for both teams. Yeah. Uh, you know, 
Greg Byrne and then the electricians, they were probably, I mean, you're on national TV. You got that crowd in there like that. Uh, those electricians were probably, in, I guess you keep them in the building, right? Uh, yeah, they were there. They yeah. were there. And, you know, they, they weren't, they weren't panicking, uh, <laughs> you know, looking at them, but uh, they were, they were busy trying to get the thing straight. And, and you, there's, there's some time that elapses there because you're having to wait for the see if that, the lights are going to warm up and come on. And when you get involved with stuff like that, you have to you have to give it time to get ready to, you know, to to shine good. So it was a it was a inconvenient deal. So but when it they out, when they okay. uh, of course you know when your computer locks off, you say just turn it off and then turn it back on. So they were saying on the radio, they just need to turn all the lights out and then turn them back on. Did they did it come com, come completely dark in there? Did they turn all the no, lights out? No, it was not. No, the, the court was more dark, darker than. But I'm saying they, they never turned them all off. I they, they said that they were going to to turn out all the lights in the Coliseum for people just to be still and hold on. But <laughs> as far as as far as turning out all the lights in the Coliseum, they did not do that. And uh, you know, it was just a mistake that uh, you know, when you have a mistake like that, you 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 want to be sure that uh, doesn't favor one team and you know one problem it, it it didn't it favored it, it hampered both teams and um when they started back or when they started uh you know they hit a three but not many of the threes that they hit they they got th- out three they're not they're not a great shooting basketball team outside Auburn speaking of Alabama's a better shooting team or they were last night so uh interesting to see Alabama start to three guards but uh, I guess I'm getting away from the light stuff but uh they um as far as the people that that uh, are presenting the information to the public, uh, they really don't know. <laughs> they just they got they got to have something to talk about. Yeah, well, they had a filler with Jalen Milrow. Yes, Justin. Uh, just on the lights here, and I, I'm just joking, of course. But the whole time this was happening, I was like, hmm. I wonder if a new stadium would have light problems. Yeah, we've had a new lighting. Do we need we replace it? But good. Well, this, where's the electrician? Oh, he went down there to Chuck's. He's down there having dinner. Uh-huh. Greg oh, Byrne. He was there. They were there. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm kidding. Saw Greg Byrne on his phone marching. I said, somebody's about to get chewed out. Yeah, well, I mean. He was funny. okay. He stayed in his seat pretty much. I spoke to Greg after it was over. He stayed in his seat pretty much to the very end just to go down and finally just to check to be sure the time limit the time deal on it and it, it worked out uh, nothing great but it, it worked well, out they okay. went to the studio and you had um josh pastner was in there with uh, seth and he said that happened to him and he said you know if this goes on too long they need to cancel the game and seth looked at him like cancel the game they can't cancel the game you got all these people in there so he looked at uh josh pastner like he had three eyes i'm like there ain't no way canceling uh, this game. They'll play it with flashlights uh, before they do that. All right, let's hear from Coach. Uh, let's just start there at the beginning of his opening statement. Uh, he, he challenged his team uh, yesterday in the media saying, I just don't know how tough we are when we uh, play games like this. The jury's still out on this team. He didn't say it just like that, but that's exactly what he meant. Uh, here's what Coach said last night. That's a good team. They're, they're really good. We didn't come out ready to play. They punched us in the mouth out of the gate. Uh, we got to figure our starts out. We, we have not had good starts here for a long time. Uh, we, 
Ryland was really good off the bench. Like we needed him. You know, it's kind of like we needed a big burst. He came in and gave us a big punch. I mean, kind of exactly what we wanted. I thought Charlie was pretty good as a starter. You know, we're trying to get some guys to take care of the ball, have a couple more ball handlers out there as a starter. So, I, I you know, we still had too many turnovers uh, tonight. But I thought we showed some toughness that we had uh, lacked, lacked up in Tennessee. You know, showed some fight, got down right out of the gate, showed some... Uh, grit, fought through a little bit of adversity and then we didn't have a good start to the second half again <coughs> and you know got some guys in off the bench and turned it around again in the second half and started pulling out and they, they, they didn't go away I mean that's a tough team that's going to compete and uh, shoot, they're, they're still in first place in our league so big win we needed but we, we gotta we gotta get better at a lot of things here uh, what's your thoughts on what he said there? Well, I think starting a different lineup, uh, he felt like he needed to make a change because of the start start they've been making. And the Tennessee the Tennessee game brought out brought that out a little bit. Uh, they did a good job of really making uh, um, you know Sears work really 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 hard defensively. The guy that Sears was guarding uh, in the Tennessee game moved the entire game, and Sears was having to work very hard defensively. And uh, affected them some. I think uh, starting three guards was fine. You don't, you don't know how that's going to go. They, they thought I thought the matchups were okay, so uh, they matched it up and then uh, got and got way ahead. And then all of a sudden, the Auburn come back in the second half. Alabama kind of came out not quite as ready to play, and um, Auburn came back and really made a great game out of it, and could have easily have won the game. It was, it was a couple of three for three. Free throws difference, uh, which is actually the, the difference in the game uh, down the line, and um, Auburn missed a couple of really key free throws towards the end that was very costly to them. Alabama, Alabama's a very good free throw shooting team. They've done a good job all year shooting that, and so when you when you do that a little bit ahead with uh, with a two or three point game, and then your your threes are you know uh, six more, which is eighteen points, um, and the inside game by Auburn was okay. It wasn't. It wasn't where it's going to affect Alabama that much. And the three guards, as I mentioned, scored a lot of points. And when you when you take Nelson's fourteen to go along with that, um, in that particular game, you've got you've got a chance to win. And the crowd was really, uh, really, very good. Yeah, well, I think uh, the average fan probably doesn't understand this. I think you and. I do just from coaching teams. Uh, when you, the game prior to the next game that you play, I think it does have a direct impact on how sure your kids play. Uh, now, I, I'm not saying Alabama's going to be ready to play against Auburn, but when you go get beat that bad at Tennessee, uh, the coaches uh, come at you with a different intensity. Uh, so when when teams lose, the ones that are really well coached to have talent, you know, I know the fans give up on them and say, oh, it's going to be a terrible year. Auburn's going to kill us. We can't. But you know they're going to come back and be ready to play. Uh, they were going to be ready against Auburn anyway. But after losses, there's certain teams you don't want to play, correct? And I think when you even pick games, you look at, hey, what happened the game before? How mentally ready is this team going to be? Well, I think that's what Coach Diddy challenged his team. Well, I, I, you know, you, you start Whitesell, uh, Whitesell, excuse me, Whitesell uh, in the game, who is actually a guard. So you're starting three guards 
Uh, I wasn't sure how that lineup was go- how effective that lineup was going to be, but they got off a great start because Ryan hit hit the threes, hit four threes, uh, but they were not contested. Uh, finally, in the second half, they he jumped some fannies at the halftime, and they got to contesting his shot. But uh, he had four uncontested shots, and uh, you can still miss uncontested shots, but it's a little bit easier. And he made all four of them. In a huge game where you know where you look at the, at the other end and and uh, Broom is 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 doing a good job inside and scoring. So it was inside game versus outside game in the first ten minutes. I, I checked the checked everything on that and and uh, defensively, uh, um, both teams made some, some critical mistakes. Auburn made probably a few more mistakes than they generally make. They're not a Alabama generally um, turns it over a little bit more, but Auburn turned it over. Uh, un- unnecessarily a couple of three times, which I thought was very costly to them. And, but to get down like that and to come back in the second half and have a shot to win it, um, I guess makes them feel a little bit better as far as getting a team ready to play at Mississippi State. That's where they go next over to Starkville. Starkville, uh, Mississippi State struggling. They're good defensively, not very good offensively. Got beat by Florida nine last night at Florida. So, the league is the league is going to be the four teams that whoever was talking earlier mentioned uh, Alabama, Auburn, Kentucky, and Tennessee. One of those four, if you're, would probably be a tie at the top. Um, my prediction was fourteen four. Um, you know, most people are saying fifteen three. So we'll see. All right, let's hear that uh, Justin bouncing back after uh, Tennessee. I think Coach had their attention. Yeah, I think it shows we do have some fight. We do have some guys that have some competitive juices to them. You know, look at a guy like Ryland and Sears. and You know, I think we got some guys that, that don't want to lay down and just take L's. So, you know, I told them our, our responses to some losses last year were 60 and 50-point wins. We weren't going to get a 60 or 50-point win over number six team in the country, but we were going to need an effort like we got after some losses last year to get a win period this year and shoot. I mean, it was basically a one-possession game down the wire. So it took a monumental effort, and we were a lot tougher than we were against Tennessee. And look, you know, I should have said at the beginning, I said it on post-game radio, but this, the crowd was unbelievable. I, we needed the crowd tonight. They showed up in a big way. I, you know, the noise levels got big. I think our guys play off, you know, the crowd. We need the crowd to show up on Saturday. We need every home game in the SEC to look like that. If we're going to try to win this thing, and, and we're tied for first place right now, so we're, we're going after it again. Uh, yeah, so Alabama has a chance. Then at this point, you get it uh, even there, then you can control your. Well, you desk. look at the schedule. You study that. I, I, I study it against the teams that you know. I feel like in it, uh, Kentucky is only going to be a one-game series this time. You're not going to play Kentucky twice. You play Tennessee twice. And also they have added Florida where you play Florida twice and it won't be an easy game down there as, as the Ole Miss game uh, won't be as easy either LSU game. I think they can handle pretty much on Saturday. But uh, you don't you uh, you have the Tennessee game, uh and and you have Auburn twice, so you have uh, four games out of those two teams who or two of the teams are going to be in the top four, but you only have one game uh, against Kentucky. Uh, generally speaking, back years ago, we had, you know, two against everybody. So a little bit different, but uh, okay. All right. Yeah, I think this, uh, 
game this weekend should be okay. But even at Georgia, uh, prior to the season, you need to mark that down as a win. But yeah. uh, this year, you're going to have to go over there and uh, play because they've built some momentum there. Uh, they're winning at South Carolina, which even Kentucky couldn't do. And uh, they had Tennessee beat. Yeah, they they absolutely just. Uh, I thought the last five minutes of the game just. Uh, um. I don't coach their team, but didn't play quite as smart as maybe as they should have. And uh, the Tennessee game was in their back pocket. And they just didn't keep it. Yep. All right. Let's talk about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. For well, you. we speak about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes uh, every every uh, show because I think they're the people that can help you if you run into a, a unique problem of an injury, an injury caused on the highways or by a neighbor or even kin folks or whatever that affects you a great deal uh, in your life, and you don't know exactly how to handle it. 345-1234 is the phone number, and they'd be happy to talk to you on telephone, explain to them exactly what has transpired in your life, and then after that, uh, go by 701 Rice Mine Road and visit with them in person. And I think that uh, you can look at their record, and that's what you do a lot of times when you you try to get an attorney, you look at uh, their success in the past, and you'll find they've been very successful. Three four five one two three four. Prince Clever and Hayes. PrinceLaw.net is the website. Mm-hmm. Always remember, if they don't win, you don't pay. Listen, Tide 100.9 is the home of Alabama sports. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. Are you receiving unemployment? Your benefits could be at risk. Here's how you can protect yourself and your benefits. Never respond to mail notifying you of a false claim in your name. Never answer a text message asking you to verify your account. And only respond to official Alabama Department of Labor's social media pages. Report fraud at labor.alabama.gov fraud. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Labor, ABA, and the station. The Alabama Department of Labor is an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request to individuals with disabilities. Dial 711 for TTY accessibility. Townsend. Oh, Jimmy Rain decided that the best way to advertise Great Southernwood was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tutors. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. A national championship team covering a national championship team. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room Royal Cleaners. They want to make life easy for you. They're doing it for me. Let them do the same for you. They'll come right to you. 
Uh, get all your cleaning. Get it cleaned up. Deliver it right back. If you want to drop off, University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, North Porter, 4851, or Rice Mine Road. For all your cleaning needs, only one choice in this community, and that is Royal. Give them a call today, 205-391-0034. All right, get to the Royal Cleaner Hotline and go out. Uh, I think he's in Louisiana, but get Digger in. Good morning, Digger. Good morning. Barry. Yes, sir. Well, congratulations on your win last night. And uh, just holding serve. Just remember that. I wanna well, you, uh, you, beat, uh, you beat Oklahoma. Yes. Good win. Uh, double digits. Yeah, that was but, kind of yeah, yeah that, that coach y'all got there, he ain't he ain't gonna be there for long. You don't don't think so? No. Well, he does okay. Real quick, before I lose track of mine here, uh, what do you think about uh Chris Beard at Ole Miss? What, what do you what, what do you mean think about him? Uh how's he doing? Well he's doing fine. he's doing fine. He got some transfers in that that they didn't have with the other team. And of course, the transfer portal gives you a chance to get your team better quickly. And they've got a better crowd in there because they're winning. So they've got some home, home court advantage. He, he does a good job coaching. And so they're going to be better. They're not going to be in the top four of the league, uh, probably not even the top six, but uh, they're better than they were last year. They're 16, currently 16 and three, three and three in the SEC. So, uh, about Chris Beard, Chris Beard, I'm sorry. Prediction: He's going to wreck somebody's season. Watch. Well, I'm a bit surprised somebody comes in there to, to play him, and they're not ready to play. I don't know if you wreck their season, but you certainly can hurt them a great deal. Yeah. Bobby Knight disciple them, and he's playing it to a T. I promise you, he did real well at Texas. It's just an unfortunate ending there. Is he? Uh, did he end up marrying that girl, or did they split up? No, no. <laughs> he put no. her. He put her on the they, road. And that was the whole problem there, Barry. She realized she had lost him, and when he went back to that house to get more clothes, and she broke his glasses, she knew it was over, and she went ahead and did the scorcher thing. I okay. got you. I got you. And and it, and. Boy, that was a sad story because I don't know if you know this. They're both bipolar, okay? And at least Chris Beard uh, addresses his issues. But this girl, you know, she wanted the money. Mm-hmm. She wanted that lifestyle. And when she realized she was losing him, acted out. It was a real unfortunate circumstance. He so should, anyway. He should have done what Tiger did. He took her to the airport. That girl, a friend of his, the airport, changed all the locks and said... He was going to move all her stuff for her. He would take it and had another place to take it and like changed all his locks. So, is that ever? I'm telling you, that is the most fabulous move <laughs> of a breakup that I ever heard. Ugh. Forget the text. Don't break up by text. Pull a Tiger Woods move, man. That is unbelievable. Real quick, I'm just wondering. Just help me out with here. Okay, you got LSU that went to the Final Four. Tennessee went to the Final Four. Florida won two Natty. And we know what Kentucky did. Arkansas won one. And been to the Final Four several times. I'm just asking. Don't just playing devil's advocate. How far has Alabama gotten in basketball? Eight. Final eight. Final eight. Okay. How many SEC titles have y'all won? I couldn't. 
Texas. More than more than anybody at Texas. I, I, I was in the final game nine out of twelve years. Won it five times. Okay, so you won it. I'm going to give you ten, right? I didn't do the research. I don't, I I don't know how many. Is they, they're the second win. I do. I, I know it. I, I know it all. So you, you don't have to do your research. All right. How many SEC titles has <laughs> Alabama won? Then I don't know. Okay. I think seven. And there's your answer, Tom. Okay. Don't be calling anybody fools. Okay. Because we're not giving you credit. It's just that everybody else has done a lot more than what well, Alabama's I think, done. Uh, hey, I, you have to understand something, Digger. Alabama is the second win this program in the SEC. Did you Kentucky know is first, Alabama is hey. second. Uh, Texas, Texas right. won't be the second win this program. In, in where you're from? Uh, uh, no, uh, not when you got Kansas in there. <laughs> no. well, well, that's what I said. How about Kentucky? Uh huh. So you got yeah. Kansas and then who? Kansas, Kansas and then who? Yeah. So Alabama's got got. They're behind Kentucky. Who else is? You say. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something about people. Yeah. Age affects you because you can't remember a cotton picking thing. I listen to some other shows. Alabama basketball uh-huh. just now started being good. I don't believe that's correct. Uh, so over uh-huh. the years, over the years, from Johnny D back a thousand years ago, all the way through, I was a I was a fifteenth coach at Alabama. Alabama basketball uh-huh. has come in number two. So you can smoke that in your pipe. Okay. I guess his, his point was a little bit more football. Do you think Gene Stallings? Had a good career here. That like they, they did nothing until well, Saban got here. Trust me, you don't want to ask me about Gene Stallings, okay? He's I got Aggie. a He's an Aggie. stuck in my side about him. Okay, <laughs> I got problems with Gene Stallings. I know he's a very polite Christian man, but come on, don't act like you didn't know what was going on back in '92, okay? So I'm just saying. Well, he left. He left. You know the deal. Uh, but you know what guy signed? He signed a scholarship on a napkin or something. She didn't. He didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Let me let, let me let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. The athletic director there. The athletic director there couldn't pour whatever boot. Digger. Um, before you go. Wait, who? What? Wait, what'd you say? <laughs> I I didn't say I'm not I'm I'm not gonna finish. Okay. Before you go, um why did Ryan Williams not visit Texas? That's yeah, that's what I wanted to Okay. Mm-hmm. I know y'all called it a win. Y'all didn't have any money. Y'all ran out of money? No, wait, wait, wait a minute. I know y'all called it a win. Okay. He <laughs> did commit to Alabama, decommitted, didn't take any other visits. And then he recommits to Alabama. Is that a win, or are you just pretty much holding serve, or is that a, a six-inch putt to say That's far? a win. That's they don't point. care how you get him. You just get him. Are you saying he's going to decommit again? Hey, right, before you yeah. go, Digger, uh, tell me Sark's record against Coach DeBoer. 0-2 oh and 2-0 and two and oh in Tuscaloosa. 2-0 oh in, oh in Tuscaloosa. Nobody has... Who's two and zero? Who's two and zero in Tuscaloosa? Yeah, I guarantee you. Who's two and zero in Tuscaloosa? Two and zero in Tuscaloosa. I said Sark. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Digger. Good job, Digger.
Yeah, go study, right. go get go uh, get your book out and study a little bit. Yeah, uh, let's let's go back to what Tom said. Um, you know, Alabama has a lot great tradition here before Nick Saban came, and it was the perfect storm. You take a guy like him with his discipline and his way to run a program, but if you put him with Alabama, then it's a perfect marriage there. If Nick Saban goes to Duke or. Vanderbilt, or even even at Michigan State, he wasn't winning at this level. So the program and the tradition of the program and what was laid before allowed him and them for them wanting to win so bad that they gave him a blank check and said, "Fill it in." Uh, well, well, I was going to do that. Yeah, it was the perfect marriage, right? I mean, sure. so if, if you had to have Alabama made Nick Saban, and Nick Saban made Alabama. Uh, relevant again uh but you needed both to make it work correct yeah, well when you when you think about past alabama whatever's uh age comes into play when you're you know when you're in the in the teens you don't you don't remember anything back there i get on radio shows all the time where they cut up basketball because they this this is you know basketball finally gotten good at alabama which to me is ridiculous but uh, uh age is a factor in that you don't you don't go back and look at it and and most of your announcers in football or i mean in, on, a, on radio shows are uh carry the football deal they should because football carries the you know carries your in, interest in your listeners and your sponsors uh gene did a great job here he's a great person i don't know what Digger, what problem digger had with him i have no idea and he's been a good friend of mine uh, not a long time, you know. They when he was here, they were all mad because he would not pass the football. I used to kid him about that all the time when I, I roasted him one time. And uh, but you know, everybody has something uh, the way they coach or play uh, that somebody doesn't like. Uh, they have there are a lot of them who have ninety percent of everything they do is correct, and ten percent they don't like. And so I guess that's what the radio is all about. I don't know what Digger has with Gene. Uh, I would imagine that Digger. Uh, well, he's a. Had, I mean, because A and M, because of Texas A and M Aggie, and him being a Texas guy, uh, you know that has has some problems there. Um, I, you know, Gene struggled some. He, when they when he had, when he had the job at A and M, he struggled like crazy, but. Um, when he came to Alabama, he won a national championship. So people seem to forget that they kind of bypass it. As Tom mentions, they jump from they jump from Nick Saban all the way uh, from Nick Saban all the way down to Coach Coach Bryant, and uh, somewhere in the middle there was a national championship, and Gene did that. Yeah, no doubt. All right, we'll take this last break, then we'll come back and uh, wrap up the show. Gary will have Nick Dunlap's press conference. Uh, from listening to him last night, uh, did he hint either way which he was leaning? To me, it just guessing. It sounds like he's probably going to turn pro, uh, just based on what little bit he said. But he didn't give it all away. But I think it is a tough decision. For I don't him. think you thought he was. I I, I thought how long he was. Well, I think when you look, kind of backed off a little. When bit. you sit down <laughs> and, and you think about the uh, no cut tournaments that you're going to be in, which is guaranteed money. Uh, I know people. Well, say, yeah, make, gonna, it doesn't make any sense. Go he's going to make. You know, if yeah. it's like Jay said yesterday, if the. PGA Tour would let him wait and then still let him have as much time on the tour. When he took, but when you 
don't, then you almost leave him no choice. Well, the ifs are there, and you can't if it. You got to take. You got to. Jay Williams looked at him and said, "You got to take the money." He didn't even hesitate. So anyway, we'll see. You listen, Tide one hundred point nine. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide one hundred point nine traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. Maybe the wet roadways have something to do with it, but our accident count has been pretty high this morning. A couple of crashes, though, that have been moved out of the roadway. One of them, 43 at Tears Patton Road, also McFarland and Rose Boulevard. That one was in the roadway, a roadway for a while. It's since been moved to the shoulder. All lanes are open. And 43 at Bart Brown Road in Samantha still working as well. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. On the next Inside the Locker Room with Coach Wimp Sanderson and Barry Sanderson. Tune in Friday. We'll take your phone calls throughout the 7 o'clock hour. We'll discuss Alabama and LSU. Big basketball game Saturday night at 7 o'clock. Coach Sonny Smith will join us in the second hour. We'll break down the Auburn game that Alabama just played on Tide 100.9, a.m. WTBC. Inside the Locker Room, weekdays 7 to 9 a.m. on Tide 100.9 and Tide100.9.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The flash flood watch remains in effect today and tonight. Cloudy with occasional rain, maybe a few strong thunderstorms. The high today, 70. Tonight's low, 60. Tomorrow, cloudy and chance of rain, mainly during the morning hours. The high tomorrow at 68. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 64 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. The atmosphere was incredible last night. Uh... Let's hear what uh, Nate Oates had to say about the lights and the competitive level. You get your team all juiced up. Uh, Auburn hits a three in the dark, and then, boom, you go away uh, from the game for, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. Uh, So you got to – I mean, both teams got to deal with it. So it's not the end of the day. But uh, here's what Coach said about the lights and the competitive uh, situation there. They just said, and we got all the new lights in there. I guess they – oh, it's never happened. They didn't flip over from the red to the – to the regular lights and we were trying to figure out if we could play in the dark and you know that we had to make sure that both ends had the same lighting or it wouldn't have been you know fair so I, we were trying to figure all that out and keep the guys warm that was odd I've never been involved with something like that and then the competing part I mean you see a guy like Wrights will have nine rebounds you know a guy like Ryland Griffin came up big I mean he shoot he ends up at being a plus 19 and the plus minus man I, I, I you know Seven rebounds for him. Crant had his first double-double. thought Jaron Stevenson really grew up these last two games. I thought he was one bright spot in Tennessee, too, to be honest with you. But, you know, he, he, he guarded in there pretty well. Uh, I, thought, I thought he was big. It's not like he scored a bun- bunch of points or anything, but, he, he you know, he's plus 12 when he's in the game. He played 22 minutes. and So that, that we had some guys really step up, compete. Some other guys that didn't play well, I thought, you know, we've been talking a lot about Mudita after Coach Murphy talked to the team and thought they were genuinely happy for the guys that were playing well in. And we're going to need some of those guys to play better on Saturday and continuing in order to win the, win the SEC like we're trying to do. Um, all right, lastly, um, 
you know, this team only has three players back from last year. Uh, Riley Griffin obviously being uh, one of them. But, uh, you know, you try to build leadership throughout the season. You come off losses. You need your players to help uh, send the same message. Uh, here's what Coach had to say about building leadership off of a win like this. Yeah, it's Ryland continuing to do what he did. Guys accepting it when their teammates challenge them. You know, guy like Sears, who's been in these big games and big, 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 been in big moments for us, needs to, you know, keep playing. I thought he's been playing pretty hard here lately. He needs to keep playing hard like he's been playing and then make sure that everybody else is following. And I, you don't need one leader. You need all of our good teams around here have had a multitude of leaders. So whether it's Ryland, Sears, Nick Pringle's very vocal, you know, he needs to play better. But I thought his attitude on the bench is, you know, we need some guys, you know, those guys that have been here, and then we need some other guys that have played college basketball and done really well to, to step up. I thought Grant, Grant, if Grant can be tough every time out, he can start to step up and say some things. And I thought the guys have done a really good job bringing Jaron along. Young, he's supposed to be a senior in high school, and he's coming. We need him. I thought the, I think the guys are doing a really good job encouraging him, you know, really getting him to play tough. He, he, this was, to me, this was his toughest game. He, he, he played well tonight. All right. Uh, just anything about that, about leadership. And, uh, you know, coaches can do it, but it's, it's also very effective if the players can. Well, certainly, it's uh, it's being ready to play each and every night. As I talk about the mental part, is uh, you uh, you're just as excited to play uh, Vanderbilt as you are Auburn. Uh, you got to be mentally ready to play, and if if you're good mentally, then you'll be good physically. And of course, with the crowd helps you a great deal, no doubt about it. And the encouragement that they give you, the excitement that uh, they give you, makes you play harder, which is darn important on that loose rebound. And so playing harder and hopefully playing well, um, and they did that. You know, did that last night. Lost the lead, um, but you got to give Auburn some credit. They came back uh, in the second half and and rebounded a little bit better and and made a shot or two and and got back in the basketball game. It could have gone either way. Alabama goes to the line. Has been a good free throwing sh- shooting team all year, uh, but one of the better in the league. And Auburn uh, missed a couple, and it was different in the game. Yep. All right. Uh, that's it for today's show. Auburn now five and one. Alabama five and one. Obviously, Alabama had a tiebreaker there. Tennessee four and one. They're not playing this week, uh, so they're both at Vanderbilt and Tennessee are off. Only two winless teams: Missouri and Vanderbilt. All right. That's it for today's show. Uh, you're listening to WTBC twelve thirty and Tide one hundred point nine FM. It's the home of Alabama sports. Stay tuned for the Gary Harris Show. Nick Dunlap press conference at, at uh, nine o'clock. Listen, Tide one hundred point nine. It's the home of Alabama sports.